Fork Tales, a podcast that feeds the food and beverage world. Fork Tales is brought to you by Pavone Group and Vigor, a branding and marketing agency for restaurant, beverage, and hospitality brands. Learn more at vigorbranding.com. If you love what we're serving up, please give Fork Tales a five-star review on your podcast service of choice. Think of it as a tip for good service. Great. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm excited today. Uh, dear friend of mine, Mark Showstack, is joining us. And uh, if you lo- live in the lower peninsula of Michigan, uh, you inevitably have eaten at one of Mark's uh, team Showstack restaurants. Mark, welcome to the show. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about you and your family? Yeah, sure. I'm part of a, a family business. Um, it's a uh, fourth generation family business. I'm third generation. And in the uh, a third generation, my brothers and I uh, got involved in the uh, restaurant business and um, family's legacy business is commercial real estate. And we celebrated our 100 year anniversary um, in 2020. Um, so we're very proud of that. It's fantastic. I mean, I know you guys were huge in real estate. And it's just only natural to put restaurants in it. So now you didn't just put a restaurant in or a couple restaurants in. I mean, you put in Applebee's, you have Wendy's, you have Olga's Kitchens, Mod Pizza and you know, who knows what else you guys are cooking up. You want to talk a little bit about those? I mean, I think you have, uh, is it 150 restaurants? Yeah, 150 restaurants. We're operating four brands today. Um, Olga's Kitchen, which is a um, our proprietary brand. Um, it's basically a Michigan-based company, um, a local iconic brand. We also have uh, Applebee's in the state of Michigan, and we have 63 Applebee's. We have... Uh, 55 uh, Wendy's, and we have uh, 12 Mod Pizzas. It's phenomenal. Now, so I should do, like, I know for anybody from Michigan, it's where you live on the hand. So I'd like you to identify every location on the hand of all your restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, be, be, be a lot of dots. Yeah, it's an awful lot of dots. It's, it's insane. Uh, it's just amazing. You know, and like you're, you guys, I know you guys are huge on core values. And I, I know you, and I get to talk about uh, how you manage. And I've always been impressed with your style. I mean, you have a, uh, a very familiar, uh, like caring family style. Do you want to talk about your, like your core values and maybe even your thoughts on leadership and, 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 and management? I mean, you're, you know, I got to imagine sort of like herding cats, 150 restaurants. It's, I mean, that's insane to me. Yeah. So when you scale business and you grow and you're multi-brands, um, the concept of having what we call a, a roadmap, and we call it uh, uh, our TSFR roadmap, um, is really important and uh, gives everybody um, guardrails, if you will, you know, of what we're doing and how we're doing it. And our our roadmap has got five elements to it. The first element is our core purpose, uh, and our core purpose is to create opportunities that make lives better. And that is, you know, something we talk about all the time. And it's kind of ties into the whole culture is you got to give people a sense of purpose. And um, you got to give them, you know, they have to recognize what they're doing is really, really important. And so there's three ways that we can live our core purpose, Uh, creating opportunities that make lives better with our people. That's first and foremost. 
The second area that we can create opportunities to make lives better is just with our guests, taking care of our guests, making sure they have a great meal, a great day, sometimes somebody to talk to. And then the third way is we can create opportunities within our community to make lives better. And so our core purpose kind of stands at top of our, of our roadmap. And then from there, we have our vision. And our vision is to lead the way. And that's really what we strive for. And we talk about that all the time. We chose those words very carefully over the years. Um, and we can easily say to anybody in our organization, um, you're leading the way. And this is what we're excited about. Um, and then we have our mission statement, which is really how we do it. And there's three components to our mission statement. A talented, engaged team, which is really important. Um, that proudly delights our guests and increases profits for the benefit of all. And uh, it starts with a talented, engaged team. And if you are got a talented, engaged team, you're going to delight our guests and you're going to increase profits for the benefit of all. And the benefit of all is really important. Um, you got to make sure if the company's doing well, that everybody's sharing in that, um, that upside, if you will, mm -hmm. um, sharing in those profits. And then we have five core values that we talk about all the time with descriptive phrases. Our people core value, our guest core value, our community core value. Got to do everything with integrity, our integrity core value. And then lastly is achieve results. And I, and I say this often to people, you know, you can do a great job with your people, a great job with your guests, great job in the community. And you can do everything with integrity, but you got to achieve results. And the way you achieve results in this business is through utilization of systems and being very disciplined and holding yourself accountable. Um, and then after that, we each brand has a, its own strategic priorities each year. And th those change depending on mm -hmm. the needs of the business. And then each brand has their metric scorecard that's broken off into the three categories of people, guests, and profits. That's fantastic. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, I, knowing you, the integrity, uh, core value does not surprise me. Uh, you, I, I, every time I've talked to you, it's always been, been from that, uh, perspective. You've always had integrity and everything. And I'm always, um, uh, and I want to make sure I say this the right way, amazed by, you know, we think about like these, these fast food restaurants and, uh, you know, we, we read about like the NRA will say like there's a 70% turnover employees. So it just seems like almost impossible for, for people to even know what's on their menu, if they're turning over so much, then you talk about it from this perspective and it, it makes sense why you're so successful. I mean, it really shows that I guess bringing this through this culture, through these core values, through everything uh, is going to make a difference. Now, how do you get that to, to permeate? I mean, 150 restaurants, I don't know how many employees per restaurant, but there's an awful lot of people involved here. How does that, is it the managers? Is it, uh, do you do offsites? How do you, how do you get this information to us uh, to stick quite candidly? Well, first of all, I, I want to let everybody know that the culture that we created took years to develop. And there was a few stops and starts and changes that we had to make. And it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work. And I tell people, if you are, if you really want to establish a culture, okay, you really got to make sure that every touch point in your organization talks about what we call the roadmap. Every, every human touch point, every meeting, ends, starts, begins with elements of our roadmap. All the vernacular, if you will, okay, of the organization is all the same. You know, everybody understands it. We reward against it. We 
do performance appraisals against it. We hire against it. We fire against it. So, you know, over the when I started, you know, working on culture, you know, you thought that I could sit down and, you know, uh, come up with a set of core values, a mission, some business priorities and, you know, hang it up in the office, right? Mm-hmm. The manager's office. <laughs> and then, you know, quickly that just became wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way a culture comes to life in a restaurant is you got to model those behaviors. You got to live it. You got to talk about it all the time. I can walk into my restaurants and I'm, I see somebody on drive through that's doing a great job in speed of service. And I can say to them, you know, Michael, you led the way today in speed of service. You ran 154 seconds. Um, so it's, it's really about bringing it to life each and every day. I, I don't know if that answers your question, no, but it, I can't stress that enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, like we as a company, I mean, again, I go back, you have 150 restaurants, we have about 100 employees. And even that to me is like herding cats. So I can't imagine what you're going through. But we've always the one thing and, and I think it's been uh, a key to our success, we've always stayed true to our core values. We established them probably I think it was like 1995. And they've never deviated. And it's ours are simple, because I'm not bright enough to remember more than three things. So ours are respect, innovation, and passion. And uh, our goal is to, to respect the work, to respect each other, to respect our clients. Uh, and then, you know, the innovation part is just that. We should be thinking of new ways and and always coming up with new ideas to push things. And then passion. I mean, if you don't love what you do, uh, you don't belong in this business. And I think what happens is uh, those core values, like, they, they become uh, uh, a part of the recipe of the brand. I think they, to your point, you got to live it and it becomes who you are. And it, in, in an interesting way, it's, it's, it's uh, and I've always known this. That's one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you. I feel like what you've done with, I'll say, Team Showstack is you created this brand that is really your guys, your team, your playbook. And then you can apply, I'll say, national brands to it. You know, uh, whether it's a whether it's a mod pizza or an Applebee's or whatever. I mean, it feels like you can do that. How does that um, how do those brands? Because I'm intrigued, obviously, by these great national brands that you uh, that you uh, manage. How how do how do their brands, their cultures, I guess, or their uh, personalities, I'll I'll say, because they're obviously very different types of restaurants. How does that just uh, how does uh, how does that work with your your team? Does it just all come together under the show stack name and we do it our way and we put a different logo up there? Or uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a good question, because sometimes the values um, of the brand, national brand that we're associated with is could be different than our values. And Mm -hmm. the question is, you know, who are these um, the team members of Applebee's, the managers, are they following dime brands, you know, um, core values, right? Or are they following um, um, Team Showstack's core values? So, yeah, so what we tell people is that, you know, we're part of these national brands, right? And we expect um, we expect you to follow the brand values. So it's called dime brands, which owns Applebee's and IHOP or Applebee's. Um, and respect those, but the, your values are team shows tech family values. And those, what, those would govern those, you know, and by the way, something, you know, a lot, a lot of the stuff is very similar, you know, so there's not a lot of conflict, but occasionally there is. All right. Uh, shifting gears, you know, uh, to a topic every restaurant struggles with, um, you know, attracting and retaining talent, um, you know, 150 restaurants, all those different brands. Uh, you know, all those locations. Is there a secret or at least uh, something you're willing to share on the on the, the attracting uh, or retaining of talent? Well, I think when we talk about uh, attracting 
and retaining talent. Let's break it up between, let's call team members or crew members and managers, both salary and hourly managers. So as relates to team members, you know, there's always going to be a certain level of, you know, turnover, organic turnover in the restaurant business because it's a part-time, a lot of part-time people, people in transition, students, you know, people that are picking up second jobs. And I think that from that context, you know, it's really important to make sure that you have all the right recruiting materials out there, that you're considered, you know, a top workplace, um, that you're the employer of choice. And, you know, in the, in the communities that you're in, you know, it's going to get around and it does get around where it's a good place to, to, to work and where there's a good culture, you know. And so, you know, people know, you know, that, you know, this Applebee's, for an example, you know, it's, it's a good restaurant. It's, it's well-maintained. It's clean. You know, the, the people that live in the community like to work there, you know. So you got to be employer of choice. Um, as it relates to turnover for um, managers, okay, or excuse me, or recruiting managers, okay, if you're constantly going to the outside recruiting people, you're losing, okay? Mm -hmm. Statistically, one of every four managers from the outside, you know, make it, you know? And wow. so the only way you really be, build a culture is you've got to internally develop and you've got to identify those people in the restaurants, those team members or crew members, identify them. You know, you see somebody that's got a good work ethic, that's got a great attitude, and we try to start to develop some business skills for them and move them into the management. So I think it's a little, when you talk about the restaurant business, what you really got to talk about is what, what's your retention mm -hmm. and how you're doing on retaining employees and what you're culturally. Fantastic. Well, again, the roadmap, the core values, it all, it all makes sense why you're successful. You know, we have a saying too, uh, people don't quit companies, they quit managers. And uh, I imagine a lot of the focus that you put in your training is not just the employees, but the managers, and that's keeping people together. Um, and that's a, that's you know, a huge, go ahead. You know, yeah, Mike, uh, let me interject something. I think you just brought up a really good point. You know, the number, number one determinative factor of a person that, you know, stays with you, okay, is their immediate supervisor. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody quits Mark Shostak, nobody quits Applebee's to your point. Um, they quit their immediate supervisor. That's right. Yep. And that's, a, that's an important lesson. I think that, you know, people, it takes a while to realize because people think they just quit the job and it's not that at all. It's, it's interesting. Um, so eventually we're going to have a fork tales episode where we don't talk about or mention the pandemic, but uh, that's not going to happen today. So <laughs> the team show stack restaurants were featured in the wall street journal as some of the leaders in creating clean and safe dining environments. As a restaurateur in a fourth generation restaurant group, was the pandemic the biggest crisis and challenge you've ever had to face? I mean, a hundred year history, you guys have had to have many different things. Is there anything that you can tell us? Uh, or was the, was the pandemic the, really the thing that really affected you the most? Yeah, no question. The pandemic was, you know, un, as people would say, uncharted territory. It was unprecedented. You know, those are the words that people are heard about. And, and I think that, you know, just generally speaking, you got to take one day at a time. You know, when you're going through a major crisis like this, like we did. And, you know, my focus was, number one, to keep, you know, all of our employees safe. Okay. Keep as many as we could employed. Um, my, then when the restaurants reopened or the dining rooms reopened, just to make sure that the restaurants from a um, COVID protocol and COVID, you know, um, uh, procedures that 
the guests really felt that we were very focused on making sure the restaurant was clean and safe. Um, so, you know, the answer to really talk about the, the, the uh, pandemic, it's just, you, you really got, got to really talk about, you know, that you're in a crisis and you got to, each day, you got to take it one day at a time and just meet the challenges head on. If you kind of look too much far in, out in the van, out in the, over the horizon, you're going to get um, overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I go back to the word integrity again, Mark. I, I've always been, again, I, I, I respect you immensely and I, I really appreciate your point of view. Uh, right away, you're like, you know, taking care of our employees, taking care, making sure they have jobs. I mean, you really went out of your way to protect them. And, you know, I, I, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of times uh, business owners right away is like, how do I cut costs? How do I preserve? How do I, you know, they, they go into that mode. And I think, uh, you know, again, going back to following your own roadmap and your core values, you, you really you really do walk the walk. And I, I think that's really super, super impressive. The one question I have is you you have some these very recognizable national brands. Everybody's eating at these restaurants. I mean, the Applebee's, uh, Mott Pizza. I mean, they're, they're, these are great, great names, great brands. But you also own Olga's. And Olga's is your private brand. Uh, you're not a franchisee, I guess, of those brands. Talk about the differences of being the owner of a brand versus being a, a franchisee. Yeah. So when you're a franchisee, the franchisor takes care of, you know, national marketing, the creative. Um, we certainly have input on that, on those issues based upon our survey on various councils and helping the franchisor with other franchisees. They take care of all the R&D. Um, and our job is to run operations. When you become a, when you start to own a brand, you then have all those other responsibilities. You know, you are doing the marketing, you are owning the brand, you're doing the culinary. Um, so there's, um, there's a big difference and it's, um, it was a big transition for us and we're still learning. That's very cool. We've owned the brand since 2015 and we're still making um, changes in how we're managing it to make it better and more efficient. Yeah, it, it's got to be hard because, like, you know, I, I know from my experience, like whether it's the restaurants, you know, if, if someone owns a, a one-off restaurant, they would love to franchise it. Or, you know, if they're a franchisee, they, they would love to create their own, right? It's a, it's a creative opportunity and, and it's exciting. Uh, I, I also find it in the CPG side. Like I know a lot of contract manufacturers that are making these food products or beverage products and are packaging them for a national brand and all they want is to own a national brand because there's value in the brand. And then you have all these brands that are, that, that, that are, or that are actually manufactured their own stuff that they want to do a uh, white label, if you will. And it's always like the grass is always greener. It's always like, you know, I want that, but they, people don't realize how expensive it is to create and maintain a brand. Uh, there's a lot of value there for sure, but there's, there's also a lot that goes into it, as you, as you, as you well know. Um, how, how about, uh, what's interesting to me is, uh, you, you, again, you have a, a, a variety of restaurants. I mean, the Olga's is your, your, your Greek, uh, 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 restaurant, uh, really cool history, but then you have mod, which is, you know, relatively kind of, a, a I'll say a, a, a new concept, uh, Wendy's been around forever. I mean, just, uh, what a great national brand. Applebee's the same thing. Um, there's a lot of tr- a lot of uh, new concepts out there, a lot of new technology, a lot of new ways to do it, from ghost kitchens to everything else. Um, you know, what 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 are you what are you seeing out there? And I mean, again, the mod thing is a, is a unique uh, uh, concept next to say a Pizza Hut, right? I mean, it's a completely different animal, uh, different target. So, uh, what are you seeing? You have a lot of variety here in your restaurants. Uh, it's it's kind of neat. I mean, I get to, I feel like you get to play in a lot of different areas. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think the big difference between new brands like a Mod Pizza versus Applebee's or a Wendy's is that, you know, in Applebee's and Wendy's, they have a lot of brand recognition, okay, a lot of brand awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, people know those brands. It's easier to recruit from uh, for those brands, you know, because people, you know, see the see the, how long the brand's been around, they're more comfortable with it, they're, they're aware of it. Um, and those brands have, you know, national marketing. You know, the new brands don't have national marketing. So you really have to be very focused on local restaurant marketing, community engagement, getting out there in the neighborhoods and the schools. And it's, it's a lot more work, a lot more work. And it takes a lot of time and takes, um, it's a longer putt, if you will, to use golf analogy, to mm -hmm. get a new brand to have some type of brand awareness. And by the way, it starts with the, the right locations, you know, because you're, the locations are really important because those become, you know, a way for your brand to have some awareness because people drive by them or they're shopping and they see it. And obviously today, you know, digital is really important, you know, and having a good digital presence as well. Absolutely. Well, and there you go. I mean, there, there again, some, some of your secret sauce. I mean, you guys are obviously uh, super smart uh, real estate uh, people. So you already have that skill set. Whereas a, a, I'll say maybe a guy just starting out his first franchise restaurant, he wouldn't maybe have those uh, by any means, those, uh, the, the skills or the knowledge of, of, of real estate. So you can couple the real estate expertise to your, 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 uh, your core values and your, uh, the way that you create culture. I think there's, those are two really big things that have created your success. And that's, I think that's fantastic. So I have to ask this question. How often do you eat at a, a team show stack restaurant? And do you ever eat at others like another Wendy's or another Applebee's? That it's not part of your uh, portfolio just to see how, what the differences are. Tell, talk about oh. that. Cause to me, it's really interesting with all these different brands. Yeah. So you, you, we need to be out there. Okay. If you're in the restaurant business, you need to be eating at your competitors. You need to be going inside of them checking them out. Um, you need to go see your other Wendy's franchisees or Applebee's franchisees, see what they're doing. How are they operating? You need to be in your restaurants. Um, that's the only way to do it. You got to be out in the field. That's great. So what, what what's what's next for Teams Showstack? I mean, any plans to add other brands? Uh, anything you can talk about? Uh, anything uh, expansion or, or new ideas? Anything exciting that you guys got cooking that, you're, that you want to talk about? Well, with our oldest kitchen brand, um, it's a brand that's been around for 50 years, and we just entered the uh, retail channel, the grocery store channel. We're in 70 grocery stores, basically in Michigan. Fantastic. And we took our, uh, our oldest bread. It's now in supermarkets, our uh, uh, seasoning, our snacker seasoning, which is what they we're known for, um, and then our spinach and cheese pie. Um, so that's very exciting for us. It, um, it's to make a making a meaningful business, we really got to scale. Mm -hmm. You know, right now it's you know very it's, you know we're just getting started, so that's very exciting for us. Um, but as it relates to expansion right now, I think that the industry is going to need more technology, okay, to take labor out um, to improve the economic model. Um, mm -hmm. This you know food cost is starting to stabilize in some se segments, okay, but we need to continue to go down. Commodities continue to go down, um, get it back to pre-pandemic prices, if you will. Um, so right now, my view on expansion, I'm very cautious, okay, um, and we need the um, technology to really make its way, you know, into the business. You know, another thing that Team Showstack did is we invested in an AI. Um, company called Voiceplug, mm -hmm. and our family made a 
modest investment in it, and then we became a beta tester. Um, and we're very excited about it because right now it's uh, helping us take labor, you know, specifically out of our oldest kitchens right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we're going to be able to do some beta testing in our Applebee's as well. Very cool. Very cool. I, I have to ask, how many uh, different items do you have at retail that are Olga's items in the grocery store now? Right now, just three. Great. Yeah, we just got our, um, our, our bread, our sp- spinach and cheese pie, and our snacker seasoning. Mm-hmm. And for those that wouldn't know this, uh, Olga's is phenomenal. I've had the snackers. I've had a lot of the different products there. It's a phenomenal brand. Great, a great product. Uh, it leans into the, into the Greek cuisine. And, uh, it's, I, I know that there's a lot of people that have, that, that grew up, I'll say, or that knew the Olga's brand that have traveled. And, uh, it's one of those things. It's like a love mark. People want that. It's got, uh, it's got that great appeal. So, I mean, I, again, I think everyone knows a Wendy's, everyone knows him, uh, the, the Applebee's brand, but this, the Olga's brand, I think is one that, uh, unless you're from Michigan, you probably really don't know it, you know, but, uh, it definitely has a, a huge following and, uh, it's a, definitely a love mark. Um, all right. So I, the last question, all right, not counting your restaurants. If you had one final meal, what would you eat and why? Well, I like Mediterranean bronzini, you know, the fish. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my, you know, I want to go to a nice restaurant. You know, that's why that's, I love that. You know? That's fantastic. So, fantastic. Mark, is there anything else you want to bring up or talk about as, as far as the, the restaurants, the family, any other, anything else that you want to hit? You know, last thing I just wanted, and I don't know if I said this earlier, but you know, you, you, you got to give people in, you know, a sense of purpose. You know, you really have to. You got to give them a sense of purpose. When they have a sense of purpose and something to rally around, you know, um, that's how you really build culture. That's fantastic, Mark. And again, uh, you know, the, the you know the the experience in real estate, notwithstanding, uh, you you bring culture, you bring the core values, and you follow this 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 roadmap and. Obviously, in an industry that's that's tough. I mean, you have a variety of brands, and you know the turnover we're talking about. It and just look, a lot of the folks, as you said, are, are maybe students, or they're doing this part time, or they're in between careers. To really uh, maintain that culture, to, to to hold that together, is is quite a feat. I mean, uh, I you know I, I I don't envy you, but I certainly admire what you've done. And uh, congratulations on your family and your success. This is a it's amazing. It's it's a cool story because again. I think people take this stuff for granted. They walk into a Wendy's, they get served, they, they think it just happens, and uh, it's, it's far from the truth. So uh, congratulations, and I'll say this, thank you. It was uh, very enlightening, and uh, I really appreciate the time. All right, thanks, Michael. Have a good day. All right, we'll talk soon. Okay, goodbye. Bye.